USA Wealth Group Inc. presents Money Wise with the Money Guys. Ray Lance and Pete Lance are your hosts for the next hour, talking retirement topics and having the retirement conversation for those at or nearing retirement. For more than 20 years, USA Wealth Group has been committed to helping families protect and grow their wealth. The conversation starts now. Welcome to Money Wise Radio. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Money Wise. Money Wise is brought to you every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. And we're pleased to have you listen to us. We find that we have a lot of people who listen to the show every single week, and that's exciting for us. I'd like to begin this morning by introducing my favorite guest who's with me on an occasional basis on the show. And uh, I've known this, this particular guest for quite a long time. Actually, since I was, I think, about 15 years old, and she was about 15 years old. So, good Sunday morning to attorney Tenny Lance. Good morning, Tenny. Good morning, everyone. And Tenny is uh, one of the uh, brilliant attorneys at Lance Law, Inc. She does a magnificent job and does primarily work in the area of estates and wills and trust and real estate and all those important kinds of matters and medicaid and medicaid yet yeah, we don't want to forget medicaid these are all things that affect people's financial life so i'd like to start by saying something that i thought was a fairly profound statement imagine a country where the vast majority of seniors live in poverty a country where for many there are no golden years but a time of struggle and dependence. That was the United States before the creation of Social Security, which has proven to be one of the most effective and important government programs in our history. A gentleman named John Delaney said that, and I've always thought that was a fairly profound statement. And it's appropriate for our show today because we want to talk about Social Security. We haven't done Social Security uh, program for a while, and it's such an important topic. Um, I thought that when you started that quote, you were going to talk about the United States today, because many people think that uh, Social Security is is limited and really not enough to live on. And what you always tell them is that it was never intended when the start of the program was what, 1933? About 1933, yep. Under Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Well, we've got a lot of things to talk to you about today, about how Social Security works, when you should apply, what kind of benefits you can expect to receive. And we've got some really important news today, don't we, Tenny? We have a major increase coming up in Social Security payments for everyone who's on Social Security, beginning in January of 2023. That seems to have everybody excited, and most of the seniors I know do know about it and are anxiously waiting for their first change. Well, Social Security checks are going to be 8.7% bigger in 2023, and that's the largest cost of living adjustment to benefits in 40 years, which is pretty amazing. So the Social Security made that announcement just recently, and... This is going to provide additional benefit for approximately 70 million Social Security recipients. And everybody's been impacted by high inflation, uh, including us, Tenny. Um, you just had, uh, we just had an oil delivery made to our house for 100 gallons of oil. It was $600. Six dollars. Six dollars and 18 cents a gallon. Can you imagine that? It's unbelievable. I don't know how people are going to survive this winter financially. Well, it's going to be a serious issue, but at least starting January 1st, uh, Social Security checks are going to be increased by 8.7%. I want to make it very clear, uh, and this is not a political statement, that the increase in the Social Security has nothing to do with Republicans or Democrats or independents or who's the president or who's not the president. It has to do with the way the legislation is written for Social Security. So it's automatically built into the law based upon what the inflation is doing will determine whether there's an increase in Social Security. 
So if you think about the fact that we've all been impacted by high inflation this year and last year and and really for about four or five years now, um, it's built into the statute, it's built into the law. If inflation goes up, the amount of Social Security goes up. Teddy, do you have any idea approximately what percentage of our federal budget goes to Social Security and Medicare? I do not know the exact number, but I know it's more than half. Well, it's not exactly more than half, but it's it's getting close to it. I think it's more like 35%. I haven't checked I, the actual figure I thought lately. it was higher. Maybe what I'm thinking of is the Social Security and Medicare components well, combined. The amount, the amount of money that gets paid out for Social Security and Medicare is larger than the defense budget in this country, right? which a lot of people don't realize. They think, well, most of the money must go for defense. No, most of the money goes to help them to take care of seniors. But as you said earlier, Tenny, Social Security was never intended to be your primary source of income in retirement. It simply wasn't. It was intended to be a supplement to your income because people couldn't afford to keep the farms. We were a farming economy back in 1933. And um, what this means for the government is this large cost of living increased, or COLA they call it, C-O-L-A, cost of living adjustment. It means paying out more money to the retirees. And as people get older, as baby boomers retire, the number of retirees is growing. But it's gonna be a, a welcome relief to people when they start to receive it in January. So the average Social Security check per month uh, right now in this country is about $1,669, and that's going to go up to about $1,814. Do we know what the Medicare Part B component is likely to be? Is it going to eat up a good portion of the adjustment? No, it's actually going to go down. The cost of Medicare is going to go down. Great. Uh, is it $5 or 5%? I've forgotten which. About $5. So in the past, when we've had increases in Social Security, uh, people have paid out the increase in the form of higher Medicare payments. That's not going to be the case this year either. That's so super. You don't have to thank Congress. You don't have to thank the president. It's got nothing to do with them. It's built into the law. So today what we want to do is go through and talk about what baby boomers need to know about their retirement income. And as you know, at USA Wealth Group, we do a lot of work in the area of helping people make good retirement decisions. We show people all the time, almost every single day, we're meeting with people and talking about how they can improve their retirement income. But a lot of people hurt their retirements because they make wrong decisions, terrible decisions about Social Security, and it costs them a lot of money. So most people tend to take it too early. I can tell you this from my knowledge that approximately 50% of everybody on Social Security activates it when they're 62 years of age. And that's a big mistake. Once you start taking Social Security with some very minor exceptions, you're gonna be stuck with that decision for the rest of your life. So if you started at 62, that's the lowest amount you will receive, and you'll receive that lower amount for the rest of your life, you know, subject to cost of living increases, obviously. Right, I don't think that everybody understands that, that they think, well, I'll take it early at 62, and I'll get a little less, but then when I'm 65, 66, whatever the retirement age is, it'll come right back up. No, it doesn't. Well, if anybody's interested, we have some really good handouts. We have something called the Baby Boomer's Guide to Social Security. Um, we're happy to provide that to somebody who goes to the trouble of reaching us on our website. Uh, we also have a, another good publication called What, When, Who, How? The Social Security Decisions. Uh, prepared by USA Wealth Group. We're happy to provide these to people. You need to call the office or visit the website. Uh, the website is probably the better way to do it. Give us your address, give us your information. We'll be happy to send you a copy of these two publications if you want. 
We have about 100 of the Baby Boomers Guide to Social Security, so we don't have an unlimited supply of those, but we're happy to provide it. The second thing that we can do at USA Wealth Group is we can do a customized analysis of your Social Security choices. And obviously this applies to people who haven't yet started to take Social Security. You can get some information from the Social Security office, but it's difficult. They will require you to make an appointment. They require you now to make an appointment for just a telephone conference, for example. Um, but we can do an analysis for you. We can tell you what happens if you're divorced, what happens if you are a survivor, what happens if you have a government pension. There's something called a government pension offset. There's a windfall elimination provision. We're gonna talk about that today too. We really have a lot to cover. We can tell you if you select Social Security, if you started at age 62, uh, what happens if you wait until full retirement age, which is around 66 or 67 for most people, or what happens if you take delayed benefits and you wait until age 70? All these are things that we want to address today. And we can do the Social Security computerized analysis for you um, I will be very honest and frank and tell you that you can do this yourself on the Social Security website. You may not understand it all, but you can do it there. So visit socialsecurity.gov. Get some advice before you go ahead and make these decisions because if you start to select it too early, it's going to impact you with a lower benefit for the rest of your life. We're going to come back in just a couple minutes and get into some real specifics um, and Tenny, you were right, um, the various medical kinds of programs, Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security, make up 54% of all federal spending. Yeah, it's that's, just amazing. That's really an incredible number. Stay tuned. We will be right back with a lot more specific information that will help you. You're listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys. Hosted by Ray Lance and Pete Lance. If you have questions about retirement, call today, 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858 for a consultation or a second opinion on your current retirement plan. 508-998-8858. And now, back to Money Wise with the Money Guys. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Today is Social Security Day. So whether you are on Social Security or you're thinking about starting Social Security, these are complicated decisions. We're here to help you. We've done a lot of advising people to uh, learn more about Social Security. And um, welcome back to Attorney Tenny Lance. Thank you. Glad to be here. Tenny, you also do a lot of work in the area of Medicaid. And Medicaid and Medicare are two different programs. And Medicaid is really for people who uh, are going to a nursing home, possibly? Well, people get pretty con uh, confused about Medicaid. The kind of Medicaid that I help people with is for long-term care, either in nursing homes or through the frail elder waiver. Um, but Medicare also helps to fund other kinds of, obviously, health uh, issues. And so um, if you have somebody who might be contemplating the need for a nursing home placement, uh, I'd be happy to help. I personally do not, although we have another lady in the office that you might want to speak about, Ray, who's going to be helping people with Medicare. Mm -hmm. Yep. Peggy Ballmer is uh, joining our office staff to help people with Medicare questions and Medicare decisions. And what happens is at age 65, I'll go into this very briefly because we've got a lot to cover today on Social Security, but Medicare is a medical program um, sponsored by the federal government. When you reach age 65, you need to sign up for Medicare. You can do it a couple months before 65 and a couple months after 65, and you wanna make sure you do that or you're gonna be paying more money for Medicare. You actually pay for it, and um, 
Peggy Vollmer is joining us with a, a world of experience and knowing what the choices are. And if you want to make an appointment to see her uh, or Peter, Peter Lance, uh, call the office at 508-998-8858, and we'll be happy to schedule a time for you to meet. There is no cost to do that, by the way. Um, so let's get back to Social Security. For most people, for most people, I'm going to repeat this again, for most people, Social Security is the largest single source of income they're going to have in retirement. And the decisions that you make not only are going to impact you, it's going to impact your spouse. Uh, the Medicare, uh, excuse me, the Social Security system is not bankrupt. And um, it's going to help you and your friends are not the experts. You need to talk to somebody who has a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge in this area. You know, Tenny, a lot of people ask the question of whether Social Security is going to continue. Is it going to run out of money? Will it be there for me when I reach Social Security collection age? And the answer is, yes, it absolutely will be there. Our kids do question that sometimes, yep. yes. No, I've had people ask that question sometimes. So I want to talk about when you should apply for Social Security. If you're continuing to work and you're 62 years of age, yes, you can apply for Social Security at age 62, but if you're still working, you're really shooting yourself in the foot, which is an old expression, because you may end up not getting the checks at all until you reach full retirement age, and that's a very important definition. It's for most people, it's between 66 and 67 years of age, and that's the normal time that people should be thinking about collecting Social Security. Once you reach full retirement age, 66 or 67, or somewhere in between uh, for most people, um, then you can continue to work, if you wish, without having any reduction in your Social Security check. And a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people say, Hey, I paid into the system. When I'm 62, I'm going to collect it. And they end up not getting the check right away because of the fact that they're still working and making too much money. Right. In fact, there are two issues there. One is if you're 62 and you're working, you're taking it too early. And secondly, because you're also working, you get a penalty. So I'm not sure that everybody understands that. Right. Um, so... Let me just qualify that for one thing. You're talking about Medicare, the penalty? No, no, the Social Security. If, if you are working and you're not at full retirement age and you take Social Security, they, they can pull back your Social Security check. You, right. You'll get the money eventually, but you're not going to get it immediately. Um, and our charts will show you exactly what that number is. Do you have any idea what the trust fund balance for Social Security is, roughly, Tenny? Did you ever hear that? Um, I do not. Um, let's see. This number is $2.897 trillion. Yeah. So what is this trust fund? Well, the trust fund is the money that supposedly pays for Social Security. Um, what goes into it? The money we contribute as workers. Yes, yes, as workers, we all contribute to Social Security. I had an interesting conversation with a gentleman yesterday uh, who works for himself. Uh, he does trade work for people's houses. And I said, so I imagine you must uh, have occasion when you get paid money under the table and you don't report it. He said, yep, sometimes. I said, if you do that, then that means you're not paying into Social Security for that amount of money. So now when you go to collect Social Security, you're going to get less money than what you would otherwise if you've been reporting all this income and paying into it. I have seen too many examples of that, unfortunately. Oh, it, it happens a lot. It happens in my world in the sense that a lot of people hire relatives, friends, whatever, to care for older people at home, and they pay them in cash, that's great. It's less for the care, but the person working gets really um, a bad penalty. Yep. So, um, whenever anybody asks me the question about whether Social Security might be abolished someday, no, we would have 
the country would be in bankruptcy if that happened. The country would go under. Dwight D. Eisenhower, President Eisenhower, and our general in World War II said, should any political party attempt to abolish Social Security, unemployment insurance, and eliminate labor laws and farm programs, you would not hear of that party again in our political history. Right. And it's true. There are some things that have become so much a part of our financial life, our economic life, that you just never can uh, get rid of them. So, so far we've briefly touched on the fact that you shouldn't necessarily take your Social Security at 62, and you shouldn't necessarily take Social Security if you're continuing to work, right? Right. So the bottom line really for baby boomers is that uh, the benefits that you will be able to receive are not likely to be affected by Social Security reform. So let's think about the fact that we know that we don't have a lot of money for Social Security. It may be that Social Security taxes would be increased in the future. It might be that the normal retirement age, um, right now the maximum retirement age is 67 um, for full retirement benefits. Uh, You can earn more, which is called enhanced benefits. Um, And it's not likely that you'll see reductions in cost of living. And like I said, or as we discussed earlier, 8.7% is going to be the increase. So think of Social Security as simply this. It's an inflation-protected source of income. It's not going to be hurt by inflation. You're going to get an increase if inflation increases and you collect Social Security. You paid the premium in every single paycheck that you've made. So the important thing is to think about being smart about how and when you collect it. Did you ever hear the name Irma Bombeck, Tenny? I don't think so. No? No. I mean, she was a, a sort of a comedian, sort of a, a wise person, basically. And she said, I was too old for a paper route, too young for Social Security, and too tired for an affair. Oh, the poor soul. She was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, Irma Bombeck was... Uh, was uh, an interesting lady. And I want to give you another quotation that I think is helpful too. Without Social Security benefits, more than 40% of Americans 65 years of age and older would live below the federal poverty line. What percent? I want to repeat this. Without Social Security benefits, more than 40% of all Americans 65 years of age and older would live below the federal poverty line. Wow. Even more striking is the fact that Social Security is the only source of retirement income for almost 25% of all elderly beneficiaries. Mike Quigley uh, said that. So um, Social Security offers an income source that you cannot outlive. Uh, It's a huge amount of money if you look at it in terms of monetary terms. If your monthly Social Security check today is $2,000 and you live for 10 more years, you're going to receive $276,000. That's a big number. If you get $2,000 a month now and you live for 20 more years, you're going to receive $602,000 in benefits. It's, It's just a huge number. We've talked a little bit about the annual inflation numbers. So... How much you can receive will depend upon how much money did you earn during your working career and the age at which you apply for benefits. Those two factors alone. And there is a cap on Social Security? It's not so much a cap. It's just that it's based upon how much did you actually contribute to it and then the age at which you apply. Those two factors alone. When we come back, we're going to talk about how the Social Security benefits are calculated And we're going to talk about some very specific advice that will benefit everybody. Stay tuned. This is Money Wise Radio with Ray and Pete Lance, powered by the USA Wealth Group. Collectively, more than 80 years of experience helping clients define and plan for their retirement goals. To begin a retirement consultation, call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. 
888-888-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to our Social Security program. Jenny, you must have heard the name Betty White before. Oh, she's amazing. Attorney Betty White. Well, she passed away recently. Yeah. Um, I did not. You said attorney, but Betty White? No, Betty White, the, the, the actress, comedian. the comedian. Yeah, I th- thought you said attorney. No. Didn't think she was. No. But she once said, my mother always used to say, the older you get, the better you get, unless you're a banana. <laughs> she had some great expressions, didn't she? Well, we're talking about Social Security. Uh, a gentleman named Ken Conrad once said, the American people say, don't touch Social Security, don't touch Medicare, don't touch defense. Put the three of them together, and that's 84% of the federal budget. So we can't. And I have to give one more quote before we get back into the substance of this, and we've got a lot of substance to still talk about. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are uh, talking this morning with attorney Tenny Lance also. And um, she's not a banana fan, but she is a fan of wine. <laughs> and so, Actually, I love bananas, but they're fattening. Well, I'm not sure if they are. But in any event, W.C. Fields, did you ever hear that name, Tenny? Yes. Good. W.C. Fields once said, I cook with wine. Sometimes I even add it to the food. That's how I cook supper at night. I know, a little for the food, a little for me. No, it's sort of (laughs) almost nothing for the food. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's come back in terms of how we talk about your benefit, how much you're going to get. There's two factors only. One, how much did you earn during your working career, which is why if you work for yourself, you really need to report your income, or you're going to shortchange yourself and you're not going to collect as much money later in Social Security. It's, it's a private pension in many respects. And then two is the age at which you apply. So what happens is at age 62, Social Security adds up all of your earnings and it's indexed for inflation. And they look back over the highest 35 years of your earnings. And those are averaged. I'm not gonna go into some more detail because it's a complicated little formula, but a lot of people are under the mistaken impression that Gee, if I make a lot more money the last five years that I'm working, I'm going to make a lot more money in Social Security. The answer is yes, you will make some more money, but it's not based upon your highest earnings five years before you retire. It's an average of the highest 35 years that you worked. And the story I think that's interesting was your former assistant who um, was able to confirm with Social Security that not all of her earnings had been reported to them. Yep. And that got her an increase. It's very important to check your earnings record, your earnings history. It's very important that you open up an account on socialsecurity.gov in your own name. If you have access to a computer or if you don't use a computer and you have a, a family member that does or a friend, Set up your account on socialsecurity.gov. You'll see what your earnings are. Check it against whatever records you have, and you have a right to correct your earnings. I had one gentleman once who said, I don't have enough quarters. You need to have 40 quarters, which is, uh, if you think four quarters in a year, that's 10 years worth of earnings to collect Social Security. Um, He didn't have 10 years. He said, but I'm not sure that they counted my years in the Air Force. So I said, well, why don't you go get a copy of your military discharge form, your DD-214, bring it to Social Security, they'll check it for you, and guess what? They had not picked it up. He was able to collect Social Security. It wasn't a huge amount, it was 800 and something dollars, but if we hadn't done that, he would collect nothing. Yeah, nothing to sneeze at. You have to be a little bit uh, in control of your own life and check things, or we can help you do it. So you can look up your entire earnings history on this website, right? Yes. And if it's not accurate, if you think this is a mistake, get the proof to Social Security. They'll fix it for you. And by the way, once you start collecting Social Security, let's say you're age 70 and you're still working, 
and collecting Social Security. The additional earnings that you're making, even though you have started collecting Social Security, are going to be increasing the Social Security amount. So anyway, a lot of people, as I said, collect at age 62, which is generally a mistake for most people, not for everybody. If you've got medical issues, you can't work, you really need the money, that's not a bad reason to start collecting at 62. If you're going to continue to work, it can be a big mistake to collect at 62. So if you claim early, which is what it's called when you claim at 62, your monthly benefit will be reduced and it will also be reduced for uh, taxes that you pay on it. But it's just not a good plan for most people. So when should you apply for benefits? Well, think about what's your health, what's your life expectancy? Do you have longevity in your family? If you don't, and if you have some particular illness and you think you're not going to live a long time, maybe you want to collect at age 62. Um, maybe you just need the income and maybe you're not going to be working. So those are some valid reasons for collecting early. But Social Security income generally is not going to be enough by itself to live on in retirement. And there's other kinds of things that you can do. By the way, if you're born in 1960 or later, your full retirement age is age 67. If you were born between 1943 and 1954, your full retirement age is 66. And that applies to Tenny and me, for example. And then in between, it's 66 plus 66 a couple of months. plus two months, 66 plus four months, depending upon the year. So here's so, what happens if you apply at age 62. Um, you're only going to collect 75% of the amount that you would otherwise get at your full retirement age. So just think about that's that. That's an incredible loss. You're only going to get 75%. At full retirement age, you're going to collect 100%. If you apply after your full retirement age, and let's just assume for today's purposes that it's 67, then you can get an increase in benefit. You can get uh, further benefits, and it's generally going to be about 8% more per year. 8% is a big number. Sure is. So between age 66, let's say, and age 70, if you waited until age 70 to collect, you're going to get 32% more. That's one-third higher amount. It's huge. So you need to think about this carefully. You need to figure out how to estimate your benefits. We can help you do that. And um, we can give you a printout of it. Um, if you can afford to wait and afford to delay, um, you're going to get more. You can maximize your benefits by increasing your earnings. But most importantly, you want to apply for Social Security at the optimal time. Don't you, Tenny? You have to think about whether you have a pension in addition to Social Security, your life expectancy. And right, and most most people are living longer these days. I mean, I know the life expectancy went down a little bit when COVID hit, but in general, I mean, my dad died at 80. I hope to live quite a bit longer than that. Your dad died at, what, 74? 73. 73. So, um, you know, longevity means that you're going to be collecting longer and make up the difference that you um, would have lost if you take Social Security at 62. So how do you know if you're getting old, Tenny? <laughs> I'm sure there's a quote. Well, John Mendoza once said, you know you're getting old when you can pinch an inch on your forehead. So that's um, not where I can my helper, pinch an inch. <laughs> my helper, my helper across the room just reached up to her forehead to see if she could pinch an inch. Yeah. Good news is she can't. <laughs> uh, well, I wish I could not pinch an inch in other places. Well, we all do. <laughs> For many of us, it's more than an inch. Right. That means you're really out of shape. Well, I want you to know that this morning before the show, I get up and I did. 100 stomach crunches and leg lifts, a combination. So I try to do whatever I can. 
the cats must have loved you because they they really get excited when you lay on the floor. Yeah, it's it's like I've <laughs> it's like I've entered their turf. There, I've entered their domain. Yeah. I lie down on the floor. One of them doesn't come downstairs. She doesn't wake up, and I go meow 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 meow. And she comes racing down the <laughs> stairs, and she flops right next to my body. So when I go up in the air, I come back down again. She's right there, and it's amazing that I don't squish her. She doesn't move. She just lays there and purrs. They love it. They, I don't know why. I don't know why they love it, but they love it. So that's my morning exercise routine, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But you can improve your earnings record. Um, if you continue to work after collecting Social Security, you're going to add more money to your Social Security claim, and eventually it will be adjusted. It will get picked up. I find that Social Security and their computer um, information is uh, very on top of things, very helpful. Yeah, it's, it's a usable site. It's not difficult, uh, even though some people aren't comfortable with computer programs, but it is easy. Right, so let's say you're married and you've got two social security checks coming in and then one spouse dies. Do you continue to get two social security checks, Sonny? Unfortunately, no. No, you get one. You're gonna get the higher check only. So this is a mistake I think a lot of men in particular make. They collect Social Security too early, um, and their amount is low, but maybe it's higher than the, the spouse's is. And then when they die, the spouse is going to get that smaller check for the rest of their life. Lots of reasons to do an evaluation. And give us a call at 508-998-8858. Schedule a time to meet with us. We'd be happy to help you do the evaluation. Um, we've got about another minute, I think, before we take a, another break here. And um, I want to give you a quote from John Kennedy, President John F. Kennedy. The Social Security program plays an important part in providing for families, children, and older persons in time of stress. And that's absolutely the truth. wonder what he meant by in times of stress. Well, I guess even retirement is in times of stress. I saw an ad for uh, an insurance company once that had a little old lady at the door dressed up in a Girl Scout uniform <laughs> yes. with a box of Girl Scout cookies under her arm, and the caption said, how will you fund your retirement? That was her <laughs> retirement I program. loved that ad when I saw that. <laughs> I but, loved it also because at the time I worked for Girl Scouts right. and we obviously sold cookies. <laughs> yep. Well, we will be right back and continue with a discussion of Social Security. There's lots more to talk about. Please stay tuned. Call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Money Wise is in many places. If you missed a minute of the show or want to listen to past episodes of Money Wise, go online to usawealthgroup.com and click on the radio page. That's usawealthgroup.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. There's so much information to talk about when it comes to Social Security that I'm probably talking a little faster today than I normally do. What would you think, Tenny? I don't know that you could talk faster than you usually do. Oh. <laughs> you talk fast anyway. Okay. I never thought of that. <laughs> but Social Security is the most important program that most people will be concerned about when they go to retire, period. And it's important not only for you, it's important if you're married and you have a spouse who may survive you. So the decisions that you make are critical. But let's talk for a minute, Tenny, about the taxation of benefits. So a lot of people think, well, gee, if I've already paid into Social Security and I've already paid income taxes through the years, do I have to pay taxes on my Social Security? And the answer is maybe yes. And so if you apply for Social Security before your full retirement age, which will either be 66 or 67 or in between. And if you make roughly $19,000 a year and you have not yet reached that full retirement age, 
then $1 in your Social Security check is going to be held for every $2 that you make over that $19,000. We're going to round it to. What does being that it's going to be held mean? It means you won't get that money. Ever? They're going to reduce the check. You'll get the money back. It'll come later, and they're going to readjust the payout going forward in the future. Yeah, it's such a complicated formula. But here's why it's such a big waste. If you apply before full retirement age, I'm going to keep mentioning that concept, that age is really an important number, and you continue to work, the reason I say you've shot yourself in the foot possibly is because if they're going to hold the money back, yeah, you'll get it eventually because they'll adjust it in the future. But what it means is that you're going to get this lower amount for the rest of your life. Whereas if you had waited until full retirement age and you continue to work until then, now you're going to get the fuller amount, a larger amount. So if you were going to get a full amount at 66 or 67 and you take it at 62, you're going to get about one-third less. It's going to be about 25% less. 25%, okay. Or conversely, if you wait until full retirement age because you're going to work that long and you start then, you're going to make 25% more in your check than you would if you had started to collect it at age 62. Yep. Let us help you do the analysis. We're happy to do that and uh, just make an appointment and come in to see us. So uh, it is taxable. Um, most people are going to end up not paying taxes on it necessarily. Um, there are ways you can minimize taxes on Social Security benefits. Um, you can do the timing of when you take money out of your IRA account, for example. So right now, uh, do you know the age for um, when you have to start taking money out of your IRA, Tenny? 72 now. 72. So you can start collecting Social Security at 62. Not always a good decision. You could wait until full retirement age, let's say it's 67, much better decision. If you don't need the money right now and you wanna build it up to a higher amount, you can get another 32% higher if you wait until age 70. So there's all kinds of ways. Sometimes we'll tell people, gee, if you've got a good size IRA account, Maybe you're better off if you take money out of your IRA if you need it for retirement and let your Social Security account continue to build and wait until age 70. Most people are aghast when they hear that. They just have never conceived of it that way. So say it again. Yeah, it doesn't sound logical. Let's say you retire and you're 65 years old and you say, I need money in retirement. I don't have any other money coming in but you've got a decent size IRA account. Why don't you think about taking money out of your IRA account to live on and let your social security account continue to build higher? The difference between uh, your full retirement age and age 70 is gonna be about 32% higher or 8% a year. I wonder how many people listening today, maybe if you've got a lot of money in the bank, for example, You're not making 8% return on your money, but you can make 8% return on your social security check. And then people say to me, well, gee, what happens if I don't live a long time? Um, And how do I evaluate that? Real simple, we can do what's called a break-even analysis. We can tell you that if you wait until age 70, for example, you would have to live until maybe 85 or 86 in order to break even. Or we can tell you what the break-even age is, how long you'd have to live to be able to get the full benefit of waiting. And the bottom line is that all of this is complicated. Sure. It's based on annuity tables and tax tables and all those sorts of things. So the recommendation, obviously, for people is to get some advice when you're reaching retirement at, uh, age. Don't just try to make decisions on your own. Come in and see you, Ray, or Peter. Do the analysis. Sure. Make sure that you've calculated out the best approach. Yep. So I'm going to give you one uh, particular insight right now. If you are a married couple, um, you should always try to maximize the higher earner's benefit in order to better protect the surviving spouse. So... That was a complicated statement. Yeah, I'll repeat it or simplify it if I can. Basically, if you've got 
uh, two people who worked and paid into Social Security. Um, maybe you don't collect right away on the spouse who has the higher Social Security check. Let them wait a little bit longer because if they uh, die first, it's going to be a much larger check for the surviving spouse. But let's continue on. Um, spousal benefits. We've only got about five minutes left in this show. We can do this um, customized maximization analysis for you. Like I said, it's important to coordinate spousal benefits and decide who's going to collect first. Uh, the spousal benefit is something uh, in which if you're married, one half of the main worker's primary insurance amount um, can go to the person who's making a much lesser amount. I, I don't want to go into more explanation than that because we're simply not going to have a time. No. Uh, if you're widowed or divorced, how does that impact your claiming strategy? You might be eligible for survivor benefits, okay? And we can talk to you about that when you come in. If you're divorced, you might get divorced survivor benefits, uh, and that might increase your own Social Security check. Um, one of the simple rules for uh, divorce situation, if you had to have been married for 10 years, if you meet that requirement, I like to tell the story that, and I'm going to simplify it, I had a, a woman who came in and she said, I was married for 10 years to my spouse, um, He's now deceased. Um, can I collect off of his benefits? And I said, yes, you can. She met, met the requirements of having been married for 10 years uh, before being divorced. And she said, but he was married twice before. And I said, well, how long were those marriages? Those were each for 10 years. And I started laughing. And I said, all three of you can collect a Social Security benefit off the same spousal uh, earning benefit. But none of these um, particular benefits accrue unless you make note of it to the Social Security Administration. Yeah, right? so real quickly, in the divorce situation, the marriage has to have had lasted at least 10 years or more. So, Right, and so you need to identify to Social Security that you're divorced and who you were married to. Sure. Well, that's why a lot of marriages last for at least 10 years. And... And people don't get divorced earlier. <laughs> I see. I, I suspect. <laughs> and the ex-spouse has to have been has to be at least the age of sixty-two. The divorce rules are a little bit complicated. The last two concepts I want to mention in holding my breath as I do this because I want to do it quickly. There's something called WEP and GPO, windfall elimination provision, um, applies to people who can get Social Security but also worked in a job that wasn't covered by Social Security, such as a teacher, for example, or a government worker who did not pay into Social Security. So there's an offset, there's an elimination provision. I'm not going to begin to describe the formula on that to you, except to tell you that it exists. So if you worked as a teacher, or if you worked in a government job that did not pay into Social Security, um, and maybe you worked for a period of time enough to collect Social Security, the amount that you will receive will most likely be reduced significantly. So if you had, for example, 20 years of substantial earnings that you paid Social Security in, um, you could see as much as a 40% reduction in what you're actually going to get. There's something also called the GPO, the Government Pension Offset, this will reduce spousal or survivor benefits for a person who worked in uh, a non-Social Security covered job. It's another way that Social Security earnings can get uh, offset. Don't automatically assume because you work somewhere and paid into Social Security that you're going to collect the full amount. It really is complicated. Did you know, Tenny, that there are 20,000 pages of regulations on Social Security. I have heard that. And you've also mentioned to people that the people at Social Security are not there to provide advice to you about getting the maximum amount. You need to get that kind of advice somewhere else. It's better than that. There are specific regulations that say 
You can get general information from social security workers in terms of how much did you pay in, what would your benefit be at certain ages. They're specifically not allowed to talk to you about ways to get more social security or some of these programs. They're not allowed to do it because they're not trained in that area and they get it wrong. So make the right decisions about social security. Uh, it's a very important program. We can help you with a personalized social security analysis. And as we like to say, um, not everybody can be an expert at everything. Let the experts at Lance Law Inc., let the experts at USA Wealth Group show you how you can do uh, the best job for you and for your spouse and for your family. Request a social security analysis meeting. Give us a call at 508-998-8858. We will be happy to meet with you, bring in your statements, and we'll show you how to make more money possibly. Thank you so much for listening, Tenny. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Be safe, everyone. And uh, listen again next week on the radio. Thank you. Insurance products are offered through the insurance business, Arbor Insurance Brokerage, Inc., doing business as USA Wealth Group, Inc. Arbor Insurance Brokerage, Inc., doing business as USA Wealth Group, Inc., is also an investment advisory practice that offers products and services through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. AEWM does not offer insurance products. The insurance products offered by Arbor Insurance Brokerage, Inc., doing business as USA Wealth Group, Inc., are not subject to investment advisor requirements. AEWM and Arbor Insurance Brokerage, Inc., doing business as USA Wealth Group, are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as a sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Arbor Insurance Brokerage, Inc., Doing business as USA Wealth Group, Inc. is not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Arbor Insurance Brokerage, Inc. Doing business as USA Wealth Group, Inc. This show is a paid placement.